Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode where I'm introducing you to Omega. She is Cycle Coach Academy on Instagram, and she specifically teaches personal trainers how to confidently optimize and balance clients' hormones so they can serve women more efficiently. As you guys know, my story with living in sync with my cycle started when I was on my health and fitness journey. I was working out, following programs, eating like fairly clean and not seeing results. And it wasn't until I understood how my hormones worked, my different phases, why I felt really good energetically and had lower cravings in in other phases when I was like, okay, how come a couple weeks later, a few days later, I feel entirely different. And I heard Omega talking on a podcast episode of how she has a course and a academy for personal trainers to learn about hormones and then using that tool to then serve their clients in a better way. So even if you aren't a personal trainer, I think you are going to get a lot of information from this episode. You can follow Omega on Cycle Coach Academy on Instagram. Her long form content, which is really good, is on her YouTube channel, which I will also make sure I leave links. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation. As always, it's very conversational and exciting and engaging while also finishing it out with some fun questions at the end. And you guys, we got a Omega exclusive where she shared a big secret with us. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, you guys, I have a special guest with me today, and I know you already heard her bio, heard that I follow her, and learned so much for her from her. So, Omega, welcome to the Feminine Fitness Podcast. Thank you, Joelle. I'm so happy to be here with you. This is so cool. It always, whenever I bring a guest onto my show, I'm always like creeper vibes where I'm like, I know more about you than you know about me because I'm so picky with my guests and you have taught me so much. I absolutely love how you also even share where you are getting your research from. So we will make sure to tell everybody where to follow you towards the end of this. But let's really kick this off with how, because you are super niche, girlfriend. Like you (laughs) teach essentially personal trainers how to comb and cater for their clients' workout phases to be matched with their cycle. And the ladies listening here, majority of them probably aren't personal trainers, but really, can you kick it off with talking about why it's important to know about our cycle and how that really makes it so we can refine and optimize our workout plan and strategy? Yeah. I mean, I think at the core of it, knowing about our cycle empowers us, you know, it empowers us with our fertility. It empowers us with knowing about our bodies and knowing what the upcoming changes are going to be like. And like, without this knowledge, I know that a lot of your listeners already have this knowledge, but like with, without it, I think we all remember a time where we didn't have it. And it's like, kind of like a night and day being Mm -hmm. like, Oh, Oh, now I have this like body literacy. I can cater my nutrition, my fitness, my, um, my interactions, my social life with my cycle and everything flows a lot better. So like, I guess to answer your question, I think it just, everything flows better when Mm -hmm. we can understand our cycle. Yeah. And how did you get to this place of 
being aware of your faces like what is your story with becoming and ha and having this um coaching academy for personal trainers to optimize know the knowledge but then not only know the knowledge for themselves share it with their clients how would you get to that this point right now yeah oh my gosh that's a really good question i don't think anyone's actually asked me that yet so like I mean, it began with period loss in the okay. like I was in the building industry for a long time. I didn't have my period for six years of my life. And then I had, I'm sure we'll get into this. And then I had a bunch of hormone issues. And so that was kind of my revelation. And then I started working as an, as a clinical exercise physiologist. And we had a lot of patients come in with a, a lot of hormone issues and the doctor would actually have them do specific blood tests according to where they are in their cycle, because this male doctor knew that the period was the fifth vital sign. And I actually heard that first from a male doctor. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And that kind of like lit me up about, about like, oh gosh, we have phases. We have a cycle. And I was already practicing clinical exercise physiology. And then I got into this whole menstrual cycle education thing. And since I was the only, um, female, like met, I was also a medical assistant there too. Like I had the opportunity to talk to the women about their cycle. So I had to get educated real fast. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the light bulb for me. Yeah. And you, you talked about, you just like brushed over briefly about being in the bodybuilding space and I have you on here. So I'm going to get the opportunity to have you be a second voice in saying this. When I blatantly ask you, okay, you thinking about you as your bodybuilding, you stage lean, you, was that the healthiest version of you? Was that the Absolutely most thriving vibrant not. version of you? No, it was like the driest version of me. Yes. And I had had a bout of that, a very short bout of that. And I could even tell before I even got too deeps in the depths of bikini competing that I was like, this is not the epitome of health, even though, you know, you can step on stage and have the tan and have the makeup and have the lighting and you look like you've got all of the muscles, but you mm -hmm. feel like trash and there's like just trying to like seeing that as their goal of health mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 wild that fitness has been equated with being healthy uh, but we we got here and i think that the feminine fitness movement is helping women kind of get out of the weeds around tying fitness to health. And I think we're like, we're on a good path out of equating a six pack to being our healthiest, best version of ourselves. I think we're like helping people out of that. I hope. Right. And a little bit of my story on that is, you know, I really figured out and came into my awareness of the four phases after I became a mom and there were more stressors and sleep deprivation and all of those other elements coming into my life where I really was realizing, oh my gosh, everything from my cravings, my mood and my patience is different depending on where I'm at in my cycle. And since I've been on this journey of refining every area of my life with my cycle and teaching women to do the same, 
I'm at a bigger or larger, more body fat percentage. And for a long time, I let that weight gain, that fat gain, get to my head on, I'm not as credible as a health and fitness coach. I'm you know, not doing it right when it comes to my own personal health and fitness goals. But then I s- took a step back and I'm like, well, I have really great energy. I mean, we're recording in the afternoon right now. When my hormones were in balance, there was no way I was even functioning at this time of day. Right. And I have the energy and I have the awareness and the understanding. And I also feel like I'm doing a great job with having nourishment be the basis of what I'm eating, but not stressing so much about like if I have a few treats and and whatnot. And I know that you have a lot of content that is also around um, weight gain for hormone healing. So would you be open to talking about that with your own personal experience and even why it is and may be important for some ladies to ditch the weight loss journey or the like, I've got to drop these pounds journey and first focus on hormones. But we all know they have that fear of weight gain. Yeah. And I think that we all did at one point, just because that's the way our culture raised us. Right. But like, there's, there's two things that I want to touch on. I think I forgot the second thing already. Um, but the first thing is that fat helps create estradiol, which is the strongest estrogen that we have. And if we don't have estrogen, we just don't have the right hormone. We are not giving our body the right hormonal signals. Also, when we're on any diet, when we're restricting ourselves, our brain doesn't send the right hormonal signals to our ovaries for us to like mature an egg and, and then ovulate. And it just, it puts us in a really risky position to be on this path of dieting and weight loss. Um, there's nothing wrong with weight loss. Right. And at the same time, we have to really examine like why we're doing it and then what steps we're taking to do it right. A lot of it is unhealthy. Like, you know, I mean, even now this time of year it's fall and people are talking about going on cleanses and diets and the amount of people that I see on my Facebook feed going on fasts, women fasting. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like there's just so much misinformation out there being perpetuated by people that actually don't know female physiology well enough to speak intelligently on the topic. And it's really sad because after, you know, after like a bout of fasting or after a bout of dieting, our hormones are worse off. Um, did that answer your question? (laughs) Did I go on? No. Yeah. I mean, you're really just emphasizing too, how important it is for women to give their body a sense of homeostasis. Like you're, 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 you've got to be good for a little while, right? Yeah. Cause even just the mentality of always having the perpetual stress of, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. You're sending stressor signals throughout your body and your body mm-hmm. hasn't evolved to be like, she's really just kind of worried about five or 10 pounds mm-hmm. or she's worried about famine in her tribe, right? <laughs> like the body mm-hmm. doesn't know. And so I think you're really just emphasizing too, how important it is sometimes when you're when you've done so much dieting and extreme things to try to lose weight, taking a different approach that's going to work with your biology will essentially help in healing. And then you can start Mm -hmm. optimizing, right? 
Absolutely. Like, you know, you, you kind of told your audience already, like I went through a hormone healing weight gain process myself. And it wasn't until I gained weight, did my hormones start to heal themselves. I didn't have to take a bunch of crazy supplements, go to the doctor, do these crazy tests, get on like, you know, all these different creams and stuff like that. I just had to gain weight again for my hormones to start to heal. And I know not everybody is like that. You know, I, I had a struggle with like hypothyroid syndrome and PCOS too. And, and weight gain definitely was a part of that, but the pendulum was swinging for me. And I said this in a YouTube video, but like, I feel like the pendulum had to swing the other way. I went from 111 pounds to 160 pounds in a matter of three months. And that's what my body needed to do. And then I was able to find a homeostasis again. And it's not like I stayed at 160 pounds. And if somebody does stay there, it's like, I mean, I said this before and I won't go on this tangent, but there's so much media that tells us that our body is too fat or our body should look a certain way. And one, fat should not be a bad word anymore. And secondly, like there's, it's just like, I don't know, it just feels like too much media attention to that we, that we put on our bodies. We just judge our bodies too much. Anyway. That's the last thing I'll say to that. <laughs> no, that is so good and so important. And I think, you know, really hearing it from you and hearing your story and experience too of how it had, it went from way low to g gaining weight and then understanding that your body knows and you can trust the body's process of being like, it had to go where it went to mm -hmm. level things out. And then things mm -hmm. will go back as long as you have those healthy practices and healthy foundations that aren't the extremes. You know, I talk about a lot with a lot of different people that we as health and fitness coaches, I'm a certified nutritionist. So I typically focus on the nutrition side of things mm -hmm. where it's really, it's easy for clients to be extreme. It's either I'm extremely disciplined, good, cutting out all of the trash. And then the other one is like, I don't care. I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. But really, if you come to that, that center line where, yeah, sometimes you're going to be like, I've, I've got my nourishing foods that are fuel fueling and full of micro macronutrients. But then I, when I'm going to have like a little treat I'm, that I just have it and I move on and it doesn't hold the weight and the dialogue of like, oh my gosh, if I eat three Oreos, it's going to make me fat. It's like, okay, uh, yeah. right, what come on. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so I would love, since you know these ladies listening, kind of have the basis of the phases. And even though, you, you know, knowing that they have the basis of the phases and, and working out, would you kind of go through and maybe give some tips on how they can refine even more their workout scheduling or programming in each phase. Because I really yeah. think like, even though I probably taught similar, I've learned even more from you that I haven't like retaught and shared on. We'll link all of your stuff as well. But what are some of those like even more defined refining things that they could do to make sure that their workouts are the most efficient for their cycle phases. Yeah. 
I do want to get into that. And I also want to reflect on something that you said earlier too, about hormones and like wanting the Oreos and stuff like that. I really am a firm believer that when the hormones are in balance, we have balance, like our physiology has balance and we can, we understand what our cravings are telling us. And even with PMS, like when our hormones are in balance, we have way less PMS and it's, it's really a transformational experience when we can balance our hormones. So that's what I wanted to say to that. And also it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, like the hormone balance or the like ability to understand our bodies. So that's an aside, but going into the cycle phases and fitness. So like starting with the menstrual phase, there was a really cool research study done by, um, uh, Romero para and colleagues, I think in 2018, where they showed that it, when we are menstruating, we have more delayed onset muscle soreness. So that that's also correlated with a very low hormone phase, progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, all, they're all at baseline during that phase. And since estrogen and testo testosterone have a muscle healing and muscle growing effect, of course, we'd have more delayed onset muscle soreness there. So making sure that you're doing practices after your workouts to like help heal the muscle tissue, be that extra mobility or getting more protein after your workout. It's really important that we do that. And what, what I teach is cycle syncing is amazing, but what I teach is a beyond cycle syncing. And I think that, you know, for the population that I teach for the fitness coaches out there, I think it's really important that we understand the science of it. Right. Um, and then we have the follicular phase and since testosterone and well, since estrogen is rising in this phase, we have more muscle healing potential. And so we can do more strength exercises. And finally, when we get to the ovulatory phase, Estrogen has uh, the ability to increase our force production too. So that's why the recommendations in this phase is to do HIIT training and things like that. But then when we reach the luteal phase, we can understand the luteal phase is like one chunk, but I like breaking it down into three different parts because really our hormones are fluctuating in, in different ways. Like in the beginning of the luteal phase, estrogen is high and progesterone is just rising, but it's not high yet. And so in this phase, aerobic exercise is really supportive for us. We can, we actually have an increased aerobic capacity during this phase. And in the second part of the luteal phase, we have higher progesterone and estrogen gets a little bit of a boost. And in this phase, we actually have more strength capacity too. Progesterone also works to, um, what's the word? It works to reduce our pain perception too. And so the recommendations to just like do Pilates or yoga this time of the month. Like that's great if you need to, but if you don't want to, you completely have permission to continue strength training. Mm -hmm. And in the late luteal phase, all a bunch of studies that I've read, even those studies that say, yeah, cyclical fitness isn't really a thing. All say that subjects perceived that they had 
less strength, aerobic and anaerobic capacity in their late luteal phase, Mm -hmm. because estrogen and progesterone are both, are both on their downward, downward spiral. Sometimes it seems like, but that's like, it's very validating for people. Some studies also showed that anaerobic power also picks up. So anaerobic power, if your listeners don't know, is like hit exercises, power exercises and things like that. That's not super common and more research really needs to be done with people in the late luteal phase for us to really understand that and um, disseminate the information properly. But that's that. And then we also have to take into account that not everybody is going to have a luteal phase where their estrogen and progesterone are completely balanced. You know, once we have our PMS handled and managed, then we have the proper ratios of estrogen and progesterone, but most people don't. And so if you are the type of person that does need to do yoga or Pilates, because you have high estrogen and you just feel like crap, then, then do that because more than anybody, you know, your body best, right? What kind of ways or signs do you think ladies need to pay attention to when starting to listen to their body? Like really specifically in that late luteal phase where it's like, girlfriend, you've got to pay attention to these red flags when it comes to working out or doing certain types of workouts in those phases. Yeah, I think PMS is a, is a huge sign. So mood changes, right. Um, being really, um, upset, like having a lot of anger, that's like high, high estrogen land, anxiety, high estrogen land I I almost said progesterone. (laughs) No, I don't mean that. Um, depression, high Mm -hmm. estrogen land. So all of those things point to estrogen being a little bit higher when it should not be. And so that kind of tells us that you might not have the healing capacity that you will once estrogen is in balance. Mm -hmm. Um, Low progesterone symptoms can also, so estrogen and progesterone kind of work to balance each other, right? And so estrogen can be high and progesterone can be at normal levels, but because estrogen is high and progesterone is at normal levels, your body also might perceive that as low progesterone. So anxiety can manifest like that. Spotting too can manifest and it can be a sign of low progesterone. So those are some cues that I think are really important to pay attention to in the late luteal phase. Also, um, not being able to recover from workouts too. If you're doing workouts and you're sore, if you're doing workouts three days a week and you're sore every single day, and it's not like brand new workouts for you, then that's a huge sign to like back off a little bit in your luteal phase. You hit the nail on the head at that one, because I was literally going to ask you. So you're basically debunking the whole if I worked out and I'm super sore, can't move, it must have meant I really did a good job with my workout. It really means that you did a poor job with recovery. Yes. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Okay, guys, you heard it from the expert, my friends. So that's, so that's a couple of the like minute, like the little um, micro tidbits that I would love for the ladies to hear, like you just said, where it's like, 
if you really overstrenuated yourself and you're feeling that muscle soreness, the recommendation is not push through, continue through, like that means you're changing. It means you didn't maximize your recovery. And so while I think where people get it twisted, especially with luteal phase, it's like, okay, I have two weeks where I get to work out and do my thing. And then two weeks of doing nothing, right? And we're wrong. No, we're not doing that. That's not at all what you're recommending. But you gave the example too of maybe during that phase in particular, and if your goal is still working on strength and you have 45 minutes to work out, maybe you have a longer warm up, shorter yeah. strength training session, and a longer set recovery, all still done within that 45 minute time frame. But you're just yeah. giving more time, depending on where you're at in your phase, to what will really support your body. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like ladies, if you still have the workouts that you love to do and you still like don't want to lose your progress, which you're not going to lose your progress by changing up and focusing on mobility and recovery, it's actually going to make you more efficient and help you become stronger and prevent things like injury. And there's so many times where even my friends, because they know I'm always like, where are you at in your cycle? They'll say what workout they did. And they're like, oh my gosh, my legs are just so sore and heavy today. And I'm sitting there like, I know exactly why. And like, you just really got to pay attention to things in a different way. And I always talk about how understanding these phases and what makes each phase different leads to feeling well-rounded, you know, even in fitness, especially in the industry that we're in and what we see on social media, somebody's always telling you there's a best way of doing things. Absolutely. Like, These are the best workouts. I know. It's, it's, this is the best way to train. And it's like with a well-rounded fitness plan, you should hit all of it. It's like cardio is important. Strength is important. Flexibility is important. Mobility is important. Stability is important. Mm. And while I did go heavy into a Pilates practice, the goal of that Pilates practice was more core control, not necessarily like because I thought Pilates was the best thing for make my, making my body lose weight or whatnot, right? And so mm -hmm. how I I really how I really love following you is like you do share the science, you do share the research, but you also really break it down in a very realistic way for women to understand um the research and what this means for them right so thank you so much for being on here today please feel free to like wrap up in any way and then share where you, they can find you work with you and the things that you have to offer yeah um thank you so much for having me joelle um i so appreciate you and um where y'all can find me is cycle coach academy on youtube and instagram and cyclecoachacademy.com um, is my website. And then um, if, you know, any personal trainer wanted, wants to get in contact with me, I have a program that helps personal trainers optimize and balance their clients' hormones using science-backed health, nutrition, and fitness, all cyclical-based too. All right. And now we get to go into some fun questions since we have time. I love doing this oh, with cool. guests where it's just going to be really fun, lighthearted. Don't let you don't have to love think that. about it too much. And it can okay, kind cool. of share 
different elements and aspects of you. So if somebody were to hand you $3,000, like $3,000 and be like, you get the thing that you've been wanting with this Uh amount of money, what would you do with it? I would get the cycle coach Academy, uh, nationally, nationally certified. Oh yeah. 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 I I feel like it should be something that is within, especially for the dudes. I worked at a large gym, like a, I mean, I was kind of like a, any, any gym where there's tons of tons of male trainers. And now I'm like, Oh my gosh, there were like 20 year old male trainers, like 45 year old women. And they just, I know. know. Oh yeah. There's some crazy statistics on male trainers, um, getting paid more and also getting hired more. It's really, we, yeah, that's a different topic for a different time. So wild. So wild. That's so cool. And I love that you are so niched and obsessed with what it is that you teach and what it is you have to offer because it really is if women are trying to help women succeed i mean i talk about this with business coaches too where i'm like you need to understand how your ladies are going through their different phases because then when they come up you and come up to you they're like my business is burdened to the ground and have this like <laughs> emotional roller coaster you could be supportive and like okay well that you may not have the energy for that, but you probably have the energy for this. And so it just supports it in being well-rounded. Okay. What is one thing that is quirky about you that you always leave the house with? Like you are not, if you're going on like a weekend trip, you're bringing this thing along with you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Weekend trips. We live on a mountain, so we don't do many weekend trips. What do I bring with me? That's quirky and weird. Hmm. My best friend asked me this and or we we said this for each other and she flat out was like you always have a hat with you like whether a hat is in your car or a hat is in your gym bag okay. or a hat is somewhere around like i always have a hat with me for whatever mm-hmm. reason it's kind of just like there's one there yeah 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 i think the yoga mat if it can be something as like basic as a hat i'd say the yoga mat because i never know when i'm just gonna have to have some time by myself roll out the mat do some yoga meditate a little bit yeah yeah. And you got, you said you live on a mountain. Where do you live? Yeah. Yeah. In Guerneville, California. So it's like where wine country in Sonoma County meets the ocean meets the redwoods. So does so it get in, cold in that part of California? It's, it gets pretty cold, but we're in what's called a banana belt. Okay. So you can actually grow vegetables year round. It's a really special like little spot in California. It's That's where amazing. the big fires were in California a couple of years ago. That's amazing. Our whole house was surrounded by fire. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was really oh, intense. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that sounds beautiful. And I mean, for some reason, when I was starting to follow you on Instagram, I'm like, she's got a California girl vibe. I just could feel it. I could totally oh, yeah. get that vibe from you. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Baby. What is one routine of yours right now that really just sets you up in a streamlined way, whether that's like a morning routine or evening routine, any type of routine that you think sets a tone for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gotta be the yoga and meditation in the morning, you know, like even yesterday, like I hardly did yoga, but it was like just enough to where like, I was like, yeah, that feels good. And I just found a new way to meditate y'all by putting, okay by putting a yoga block 
Okay. And like behind you. Okay. And then putting a foam roller okay. kind of leaned against the yoga block. So yes. the foam roller coming down at an angle and then putting a nice soft fluffy blanket over that and then laying on the foam roller, mm-hmm. letting your arms go out wide. And then I sit with my legs crossed or, or my, um, the soles of my feet together. That's my jam right now. Yeah. Because shoulders, like uh, you were describing it. I'm like, that is, I'm getting Heart far away opening. from my, like, yeah. my mic, but that is what the shoulders need in yeah. this day and age. Yeah. It's the best. And isn't it funny? I don't know if you were like this in your twenties. I'm 30. I don't even know how old you are. Maybe you're still in your twenties. Cause you look 34. like your glowing girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> 34 as of two days ago. What? Well, yeah. happy belated birthday to you. We, um, in, in my twenties, I did not focus on mobility and flexibility. Like homegirl oh. is now. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Now I used to dread and think even, even some dance style workouts, I'd laugh. And I'm like, why are those ladies doing those workouts? They're not going to get them results. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm going to do my dance workout because it is fun. And mom yeah. needs to ch- shake the booty sometimes. And yes. also I have to open up my hips and my like I have to do that type of stillness and movement because I'm going to feel like cracky and achy and I don't even yeah. know how to describe it, but isn't that funny? Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel we gotta, like we all go through that evolution of, you okay. know, there's like the workouts and the only hit cardio. And if you're not drenched in sweat and then we come into our thirties and we're like, actually none, no to any of that. <laughs> no to any of that and hey if you can get there sooner than 30 get there sooner than 30 yeah yeah so right now in your own personal like health and fitness goals and kind of what you do day to day in your workouts are you mainly focused on like yoga practice and even with your strength training type of stuff is because there are a lot of things about yoga that you need strength for and can build strength in is that kind of where your goals and how you are um incorporating for your own fitness routine so right now spoiler alert like you're the first person that i've told and i know you're gonna air this in december so spoiler <gasps> alert i'm i'm three and some months pregnant ah, right now congratulations your first yeah my congratulations first i'm like 14 weeks today oh so, my gosh yeah so i um you know right now it's just like being strong for, for birth and postpartum. And so like, I'll, I'll still go strength train like two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. And then I've, I've done yoga every morning for so many years now that, you know, it's just kind of a part of my practice, you know? Yeah. So really my goals are just to be a strong, healthy mama. Are you going to have content that's about okay, when you're pregnant, your body is already doing a lot of work. You don't need to add in like a crazy workout just to have the badge of honor that. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Could be another topic for another day. Maybe we need to have a pregnancy episode. (laughs) Yeah. You know, in the first trimester, I was learning that hardcore, you know, as you know, because you're a mom of, you have two kids, right? Yes. Six and four, but you know what? It feels like yesterday where I was in this place with my first. I bet. Yeah. So it, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh yeah. The first trimester was like, you're learning your body in a whole new way forever. Your body 
is going to be postpartum after you birth your baby. And it's, it's like, I'm in this really cool portal right now where I'm like, uh, you know, I can be very compassionate towards my body because I've let go of that, like hard and strict mentality. And it's just like, it's, it's a completely new body that I'm learning every day. So yeah, strength training two or three times a week, but yesterday I had strength training plan and I was like, no, that's not going to be supportive. I'm going for a walk. Yes. Oh, I love that. So ladies, oh gosh, we need to have another podcast episode where we're talking about fitness routines, pregnancy, and then probably even a postpartum edition because this type of thing was not it when I was pregnant and I had a, a pregnancy condition. So I was on bed rest with my first and there were so many people that were like, oh my gosh, are you so worried about not being able to work out when you're pregnant? Because I was so like workout orientated and I was kind of like, no, kind of my priority is staying pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. doing a lot already. Like I'm not even moving and I feel like I'm tired from the longest marathon I've run. I'm like your body is yeah. building a human, like working on yeah. fingers and toes and organs. Like um, there's, yeah. there's so much going on in our body. So congratulations. How exciting for you. Would love to yeah. have you back on to talk about those topics too and can't wait for like you sharing that type of stuff as you evolve and become a mom. So excited for you. And thank you so much for coming on today. Anytime, Joelle. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good rest of your day. You too, Joelle. Bye.